Welcome back to the audio version of What Sam Watches. This time around, we are going over a new fan fiction that I've written based off of the characters and story from Grey's Anatomy and Private Practice. This rewrites parts of season 16 of Grey's Anatomy and season 6 of Private Practice. But this story tells an alternate story of what happens after Amelia finds out she's pregnant with who later becomes Baby Scout. In this alternate universe, Derek is still alive, but even so, it's not enough to calm Amelia, who freaks out about her pregnancy. So Amelia calls Jake and Addison in LA. This story plays around a little with the timeline of both shows. Specifically, Mark's funeral doesn't happen until after Jake and Addison get engaged. If you want to see this story with headings and images, head over to my blog, whatsamwatches.com. With that being said, let's start with part one of Not Again. Um, Amelia? Karina started. Are you here for your pregnancy or just asking for a menage a trois? Not pregnant, Amelia said back, surprised. No, no, I just gained a little weight, Amelia chuckled slightly. No, I, and I'm not really asking for a menage a... Amelia started stuttering awkwardly as she continued to ramble. No, I am. I was. I just... Sounds a little dirty in French. I, uh, I just... I've been feeling these, like, curiosities? Uh-huh, Karina commented, amused. And, um, surges? Amelia said. The sexual cravings can be very intense during pregnancy, Karina explained. I, I'm not pregnant, Amelia insisted. Then she continued trying to explain her recent weight gain, but found herself questioning it. Link ate a lot, but still. Then it finally dawned on her. Oh my god, Amelia finally realized that Karina was right, and internally she was freaking out. When was your last period, Amelia? Karina finally asked. Oh my god, Amelia repeated herself as she sat down. She was pregnant. You'd think after one pregnancy, you'd know when you got pregnant again, but apparently not. Amelia was freaked. All she could think about was Christopher. What if she only made brainless babies? This wasn't fair. It wasn't just about her this time. In a way, Ryan being dead the first time around was a blessing in disguise. The only person who truly suffered was Amelia. This time around, she had Link to think about. Amelia? Karina finally asked after a minute of silence. Amelia didn't say anything more, but her mind felt like it was sprinting. She was freaking out and was amazed she was still breathing, quite frankly. Amelia, Karina snapped her out of her silence, but she only broke into tears. Karina tried to calm her, but she wouldn't stop crying. Desperate, Karina pages Derek. This is probably not how he'd like to find out he's going to be an uncle, but she didn't know what else to do. What's wrong? Is everything okay? Derek rushed in. Upon seeing Amelia crying, he runs toward her and rubs her back softly. After a while, her tears start to slow down and Amelia feels like she can breathe again, but she's still internally freaked, and she's still crying. Not nearly as profusely as before, but still. Even so, she still can't say anything, but Derek started putting two and two together. Karina, of all people, paged him and he found Amelia crying in her office. It wasn't hard to figure out why. Jake, Amelia finally said between her cries. What? Karina and Derek asked simultaneously, both confused. I need a phone, Amelia clarified. Derek pulled his phone out of his pocket and gave it to her. Jake, I need you to come to Seattle, Amelia said after hearing Jake pick up on the other end. Karina and Derek, however, had no idea who Jake was or why she was asking for him. In fact, they found it odd she didn't ask for Link. They assumed he was the father, and quite truthfully, so did Amelia. But here she was asking for someone named Jake. Who's Jake? Derek finally asked after Amelia hung up the phone. Amelia brought her knees to her chest and rocked herself slowly. She knew she looked ridiculous, but this position oddly helped to calm her, and the last thing she wanted to do was talk. Derek looked over at Karina, who gave him a questionable shrug. Neither of them knew who Jake was or why Amelia called him, and Amelia clearly wasn't in the mood to talk. Knowing that pushing her more could make things worse, Derek continued softly stroking Amelia's back until finally she stopped crying and let her body relax. 
Then, like it was nothing, Amelia got up and left and went back to work. Is she going to be okay? Karina asked as she and Derek left the room. I don't know, Derek said honestly. Later that day, Amelia continued working like normal. Being in surgery helped distract her from the sensory overload of remembering the trauma she'd already been through in LA. She was terrified, and she knew she couldn't do this alone, and she knew she wouldn't. But she also knew this news wouldn't stay secret for long. So when she caught up with Link between surgeries, she blurted out. She told him as if it were no big deal, and she added that she didn't expect anything from him. Secretly, she wanted the help, wanted the support, but she wasn't ready to break down and cry all over again. By that afternoon, Derek already told Meredith, who went on to tell Maggie, and the rumors started spreading like wildfire from there. When Amelia found out that the other doctors knew about her pregnancy, she decided she wouldn't let it bother her. She had more to worry about than gossiping doctors. The next day, she pretended everything was normal, like she wasn't growing another human inside of her. Derek and Meredith tried to pretend it didn't bother them, but Amelia could feel them staring at her as they all got ready to leave for work and again on the car ride to the hospital. But they were at least respectful enough not to bombard her with questions. Amelia was thankful for that because the other doctors in LA couldn't do the same. As much as she missed everyone, they had a habit of being in everyone's business all the time. At least here in Seattle, people knew how to detach and let her deal with her personal stuff any way she wanted to. As the day went on, Amelia focused on her work. She did surgery after surgery and made a few snappy comments to Derek when she got the better surgeries, just because she could. It still amused her that she was his boss. She missed him when he went to DC, but she was ultimately glad he came back eventually. Later in the day, Derek couldn't take it anymore. Why was Amy acting so weird? She was crying yesterday, inconsolable. The next minute, she's calling some guy named Jake and now she was normal. Why? Who was this Jake and why didn't he know him? It didn't take long before his questions were answered, however, but not until after Derek tried to finally confront her. Okay, what's going on with you? Derek finally asked while they waited for the brain scans of a patient. What do you mean? Amelia asked innocently, pretending like everything was okay was working for her. She wasn't ready to give it up. You're having a baby, Derek said. Before Amelia could answer, they heard a knock on the door and looked over to find an attractive and tall man standing at the doorframe. Jake! Amelia exclaimed as she ran right into him for a hug. Jake smiled and wrapped his arm around her for an all-encompassing hug as he lightly stroked her hair. As they hugged, Derek studied him. He was good-looking, a little older than he expected, and he clearly had a hold on Amelia that he didn't understand. Hi, Auntie Amelia, a young boy said who seemed to appear out of thin air behind Jake. Henry! Amelia rubbed him for a hug. You've gotten so big. Henry just smiled back when Amelia pulled away. Derek continued sitting in front of the scans, dumbfounded. Where's your mom? Amelia asked the boy. She went to save a baby, Henry said matter-of-factly. They roped her into a trauma in the ER, Jake explained further. So, Jake wasn't a boyfriend, Derek thought. Or at least not currently, unless this Jake guy was having an affair. But they were close enough that his kid called her Auntie Amelia. Derek tried to put the pieces together, but just felt completely lost. Whoever this guy's wife or girlfriend was, she must have been a doctor. Some kind of baby doctor by the sound of it. Maybe an OB? So, what's the matter? Jake asked, concerned. I'm pregnant, Amelia said on the verge of tears. That's great news, Jake exclaimed. Congratulations. You're going to have a baby? Henry looked at her, wide-eyed. Yeah, Amelia said, her voice starting to crack. Oh, God. Telling Henry made it all feel so much more real all of a sudden. It's going to be okay, Amelia, Jake said, trying to relax her. Whatever happens. Amelia nodded and tried to contain her tears, but her hormones were all over the place, so she wasn't able to keep it all in for long. Jake just brought her in for another embrace and stroked her back lightly, as he shushed her and said everything was going to be okay, and it wasn't long before Amelia calmed down. All Derek could think was, didn't I do the same thing yesterday? Why did this Jake guy have such a hold on her? Who the hell was this guy anyway? Why are you sad, Auntie Amelia? Henry asked. I thought having a baby was a good thing. It is, Amelia answered as she crouched down slightly to meet his eyes. 
Poor sweet Henry was still so young. He still didn't know what pain felt like. True pain, that is. I'm just scared, that's all. Henry nodded slightly like he understood what she meant, except he couldn't. Not really, anyway. Instead of saying more, Henry cupped Amelia's face with his hands and kissed her sweetly on the nose, to which Amelia giggled slightly. Henry really was the best godson she could ask for. Do you feel better now? Henry asked sweetly. Yes, Amelia chuckled as she ruffled through his hair slightly. He may only be five years old, but his hair was starting to get long. But he didn't seem to mind, and quite frankly, the longer hairdo suited him. How about a tour? Amelia asked as she stood up straight. Sure, Jake answered as he put an arm around her back. Then Amelia proceeded to guide Jake and Henry out of the room. What just happened? Derek said to himself after they all left the room. As the day continued, Derek continued working and even saw Amelia again later when she went in to do surgery. But Jake and Henry were nowhere to be found. Was that all it took? Some guy named Jake shows up and says everything he does and now she's suddenly okay? There's something wrong with this picture, Derek thought. If anyone should be the person to cheer Amy up, it should be him, he thought. Derek had to get to the bottom of this. Who was this Jake guy and why did Amelia like him so much? He knew it was wrong to be jealous of this guy, especially since he was clearly helping his sister who was in some kind of pain that she refused to talk about. But he was, and he knew it. Amy, Derek barged into the doctor's lounge to finally confront Amelia about everything, except he was surprised to see his ex-wife with an arm slung around his sister's shoulder. Hi, Derek, Addison said, smiling. Addie, what are you doing here? Derek asked, confused. She calls, I come, Addison said simply. Derek continued standing there, dumbfounded. He even came in with a better idea of what to say this time, practically a full script of what to say. But it all went out the window when he saw his ex-wife of all people sitting there like she'd been there all along. The last time he saw her must have been Mark's funeral. Addison, Derek says solemnly as he sees his ex-wife. Derek, Addison said, returning the sentiment. She was on the verge of tears, but was trying to hold it together. Derek and Addison simultaneously went for a hug, with Amelia watching them. This was strange. Here they were, all together again, except Derek and Addison weren't even together anymore. They were with other people. It'd been years since the divorce, but it still felt a little weird. And Amelia wasn't the only one that felt that way. The rest of the shepherds felt it too. And they were all there for Mark's funeral. Mark's funeral. It felt surreal. He died over a month ago, but they were finally all together to celebrate the life that was Mark Sloan. They may not have belonged together, but Mark was still an important person in Addison's life. And being back here in Seattle for his funeral only reminded her of that even more. During their embrace, Addison couldn't help but let a stray tear drop. Knowing that everyone around them was staring, she felt a little embarrassed. It may have been a funeral, but it was the Forbes Montgomery in her telling her not to cry. When they finally let go, she sought comfort seeing Derek's eyes starting to well up too. Addison felt herself wipe the tear under her eyes and tried to give a small smile. It's good to see you, Derek finally said to fill the slight silence. Yeah, Addison chuckled nervously. It wasn't that she wasn't comfortable in Derek's presence anymore, it just wasn't the best of circumstances. Soon after, Addison found herself greeting and hugging the rest of the shepherds, Carolyn included, surprisingly. The woman never liked her, despite Derek's previous attempts to convince her otherwise. But this was Mark's funeral. If there were any day to put aside their differences, it was today. It was a beautiful service, and the second funeral she'd been at in a month. Even worse, she heard about Mark's death while she was still at Pete's funeral, and then had to go upstairs to her son's nursery to tell Amelia. Pete's funeral was, well, an interesting one, and it made her think about Henry more than anything. At the time, Addison wasn't single, but she and Jake hadn't gotten engaged yet either. Thinking about what would happen to Henry if something happened to her scared her. Seeing how great Amelia was with him, especially after everything she'd been through the past year, was astonishing. There it was. The answer was staring at her in the face. Amelia was a perfect choice as Henry's godmother. Here, at Mark's funeral, she felt different. She wasn't thinking about Henry, or at least not in the way she was before. 
Mark's death just reminded her how short life could really be, and maybe that was the push she needed to really let herself fall for Jake after all. He'd been open and available, and not to mention incredibly patient. He loved her, faults and all, and she loved him. She trusted him and didn't want there to be anyone else afterward. So she proposed. It was unconventional, and Busy would have killed her if she knew, but she knew it was right. She's been in love before. She's even been married before. For a minute, she doubted herself. Her heart had led her astray before, but this time was different. Derek was the guy everyone said was perfect, and she agreed at the time. Mark was an escape. He was exactly what she needed at the time, but she knew. They both knew, really, that they weren't right together in the long run. Then there was Kevin, Addison's attempt to go for something different. She might have loved him, but she also knew it wasn't right between them. Then came Pete and Lucas. Again, she knew Pete wasn't the right guy, but Lucas made it all worth it. But she let them both go because she knew it was what Pete really wanted. And that was hard, but at the time, she at least had Sam's arms to fall into. If only she knew how big of a mistake that would be. She loved him. She did. But it didn't change the fact that Sam was her best friend's ex-husband. As much as she loved him and as much as she wanted it to work, it didn't. And in the end, she didn't just lose her friend. She lost her best friend. The two of them together was too much for Naomi to take, so she left. They promised each other they'd always be friends, and Naomi was with Fife, and for all she knew, she was happy with Fife, but it wasn't the same. Then there was all the baby stuff. It's why she came to LA in the first place, but after being told she only had one egg left, she gave up, or at least she did for a while. But after Sam made some quippy comment about being done with having kids, she realized she wasn't. She hadn't even started. Sam's family was great, but she wanted one for herself too. She understood why he didn't anymore, but it didn't change how she felt. Then came Jake, the perfect man, or at least the closest to perfect someone could get. He waited for her, comforted her when she felt crazy for wanting a baby. Something about him made her feel sane again. Something about being with Sam made her feel like she was the crazy one. She already had a guy that loved her. Why tempt fate by asking for more? The problem was she wanted more, and after Busy died, she couldn't deny that anymore. Maybe she could have dealt with the Sam of it all better, but she couldn't help it. Her internal fertility clock was screaming at her. She'd run out of time. And even though she hated ultimatums, she needed Sam to either be in it with her or she needed to do this on her own. When it became obvious he wasn't all in, it broke her. She'd done everything to make it work with Sam. She even lost her best friend in the process. But losing Sam didn't just break her heart. It made her feel like a failure. Again. This was try number two of fighting for love and losing in the end. Jake was different. Addison was scared of losing him so much that she initially didn't tell him about her past, but when she failed to hide her constant grief over Mark, she had to tell him. She was ready for him to leave. After all, who would want to be with a cheater? Instead, he stood his ground and told her he was sorry for her loss. He was a real saint. Anyone else would have been stupid not to propose. I'm sorry about Busy, by the way, Derek commented as they stood near the food at the funeral home. Thanks. Addison tried to give him a small smile. I should have been there, Derek said quietly. No, Addison insisted. It's okay. I was a mess, and you have your own family now. You're still my family, Addison, Derek said. Divorced or not. Addison smiled and tucked a piece of her hair behind her ear. He was right. They were family. A little estranged and awkward, but family nonetheless. It was then, however, that Derek noticed the giant diamond ring on her finger. Congratulations, Derek said, surprised. What? Addison asked, not realizing what he meant. He's referring to that giant rock, Christina butted in. Oh my gosh, Callie exclaimed, who was also standing nearby. Addison just stood there and smiled awkwardly. This probably wasn't the best time for this. Congratulations, Callie went in for a hug, which Addison gladly accepted. Callie's arms wrapped around her. 
was exactly the kind of comfort she needed right now. Thanks, Addison said, chuckling. Wait, so he finally said yes? Callie nearly squealed. This may have been a funeral, but they all needed something to help lift their mood. And while they hadn't physically seen each other in quite some time, Addison and Callie still kept in touch via email. More so after Naomi left. Yeah, Addison chuckled. Wait, what do you mean he said yes? Christina butted in once again. I asked him first, Addison revealed, and then he proposed a few weeks later. Wow, Carolyn couldn't help but remark on Addison's new engagement. He must be pretty great, Nancy commented, smiling back at her former sister-in-law. He's perfect for her, Amelia confirmed. After that, everyone went their separate ways in a sense. The shepherds all huddled together and made small talk while Addison made the rounds, greeting her old co-workers. Not all of them mentioned or even noticed the ring, but Callie was definitely excited, despite the melancholic mood. After talking to Callie even more, Addison realized that even though it felt a little odd to celebrate her engagement at Mark's service, Callie really needed to smile after everything she'd been through over the past few months. So, they talked about Jake and Henry, and Addison showed pictures, and Callie introduced Addison to Sophia, who Addison hadn't seen since she delivered her. She'd gotten so big since, and holding her just made Addison miss Henry more. But she sought comfort knowing he was safe and happy with Jake back home. Missing about Mark's funeral temporarily distracted Derek as well as Addison. In fact, he was so distracted that he didn't notice Henry on the other side of the room. Here you go, Henry walked up to the girls with the drawing he'd been working on. For me? Amelia asked, surprised. Yeah, it's me, you, the baby, and mommy and daddy, Henry said as he pointed each person out in the drawing. Amelia was touched. He even drew Amelia holding a baby in her arms. Thank you, Amelia said as she pulled him in for a quick hug. Looks like those art classes are really paying off, Amelia commented looking over at Addison. At least it's on paper now and not the walls, Addison whispered not so quietly. Henry giggled and blushed slightly upon hearing this. Addison smiled back at him and scooped him up on the couch to sit next to them. It wasn't hard to put the clues together, but Derek didn't have it figured out just yet. He was still getting over the initial shock of seeing Addison, or more accurately, how long it had been since he saw her, and how different she seemed. It was like a weight was lifted off her shoulder. She was happier, less tense. He knew Amelia stayed in LA for quite some time, but it always surprised him how close they were, or how close they still were. "'What are you doing here?' Derek finally asked again. "'I told you,' Addison said nonchalantly as she gave Henry her phone to play with. "'When did she call you?' Derek asked. "'Yesterday,' Addison said, again, nonchalantly. "'I didn't know that,' Derek said. "'I didn't realize I needed your permission,' Amelia joked. Before Derek could say anything else, Jake walked in carrying snacks from the hospital's vending machine. "'All right, who wants snacks?' Jake announced as he walked over to drop the snacks on the table Henry had been sitting at earlier. "'Me,' Henry said back enthusiastically, but before he ran to the table, he looked back at Addison for permission. "'Just one,' Addison warned. She didn't love the idea of giving Henry too many sodium-filled snacks. Hospitals generally were pretty barren and good choices, but she and Jake didn't want him to get too attached to junk food. "'Grab me one,' Amelia called out to him. Then, Jake sat down next to the lumpy couch next to Addison and kissed her sweetly on the cheek. Watching them, Derek finally made the connection. "'So, how are you feeling?' Jake directed his question to Amelia. "'Better,' Amelia said as Henry returned with a bag of chips for her before getting up to sit on Jake's lap. "'Make more sense now?' Amelia joked after seeing Derek continue to stare at them. "'Yeah,' Derek admitted. "'Jake, this is Derek,' Addison introduced the two as Jake got up to shake his hand. "'Derek, Jake. So you're—' Jake started. "'My brother and her ex-husband,' Amelia finished his sentence. "'He's your brother?' Henry asked. "'Yeah, he's my big brother,' Amelia informed him. "'Like how Angela's my big sister,' Henry added. Exactly, Addison said, running her fingers through his hair. Angela? Derek asked. Jake's daughter, Addison clarified. Wow, Derek said surprised as he sat down next to Amelia and grabbed a chip out of her bag. Hey, Amelia exclaimed playfully. Henry just giggled in response. 
So what are you all really doing here? Derek asked. He knew he was missing something. Addison and Amelia were close, but he liked to think that he had some pull when it came to his little sister. But when everyone stayed quiet, Derek had to admit defeat. He didn't have any other choice. Amy wasn't giving in, and he knew where Addison's loyalties lay. And he just met Jake, so he doubted he could get anything out of him. Well, everything looks good, Addison said as she gave Amelia her first ultrasound. Are you sure? Amelia strained to get a better look at the ultrasound. She's sure, Jake tried to reassure her, pulling her head back in an attempt to get her to relax. Your baby's just fine, Addison confirmed as she wiped the gel off of Amelia's stomach. After Jake helped Amelia sit up, he and Addison saw Amelia continue to internally freak out. Amelia, Addison said calmly as she took one of her hands into hers. Everything's going to be okay. Amelia just nodded back in silence and wiped back a tear that streamed down her face. Then Jake helped her sit up and Addison again took her hands into her own. Amelia, Addison started, if you need me to be here until the baby comes out, I will. You have the practice, Amelia started to argue. And Henry, I can't do that to you. We can visit, Jake offered, though not very convincingly. As much as he and Addison wanted to be here for Amelia, they knew it wouldn't work well logistically for Henry. LA's not that far. I can't do that to you, Amelia said again. I'm okay, Amelia said, taking a deep breath. Really? Well, I'm still going to visit. Addison said, satisfied that Amelia finally seemed calmer now than she had before. And don't think I won't be your OB this time, Addison added. I'm going to be checking in on you, making sure you're taking care of yourself. I get it, Amelia said, stopping Addison from going on. Then, a moment of silence hung in the air. Amelia gave Addison a small smile, and Addison roped her in for a hug. For now, she knew she'd be okay, and she knew she had people here that would help take care of her. Over the next few months, Addison traveled to Seattle a few times a month to check on Amelia, but she always made sure she made it back in time to tuck Henry in. Things became complicated when Addison revealed she was a little further along than she initially thought, at least for her and Link, but considering everything, Amelia was doing well. He wants me to do a paternity test, Amelia announced after Addison arrived at Grace Sloan. Well, you can't be that surprised about that, Addison commented, looping an arm into hers. I know, Amelia sighed as they began walking, but is it wrong that I was hoping he wouldn't care? No, Addison said. From what you've told me about him, he seems like romantic. Yeah, he is, Amelia admitted. So it's okay that you were hoping he'd tell you he'd love you and the baby no matter what, Addison said. Then they walked up to the OB floor because they were finally figuring out the baby's gender. Amelia Page Link, even though they didn't know if he was a father yet, and he showed up while Addison got the ultrasound ready. Hey, I got paged? Link peeked in, but was confused to find just Addison in the room. You must be Link, Addison said. I'm Addison. Amelia ran to the bathroom, but she'll be right back. Is she okay? Link asked, concerned. Everything's fine. We're just taking a look at the baby and finding out the gender today, Addison explained. Oh, Link said awkwardly. You know, Owen isn't just going to do nothing if he finds out the baby might be his. Link tried to explain himself. I love Amelia, but I need to know the truth. I understand, Addison said. But for what it's worth, Amelia loves you and wants you to be this baby's father. And even if you aren't, she'll still love you. Link let that sink a bit. But not long afterward, Amelia came back. Oh, you're here, Amelia said. Yeah, I got your page, Link explained. Okay, should we get started? Addison asked, rolling the ultrasound machine over. Then Addison proceeded to give Amelia the ultrasound, making sure to point everything out to make sure she knew that her baby was perfectly healthy. When Addison revealed they were having a boy, they were both excited. Link tried not to be, but it was hard. Seeing the baby on the ultrasound and hearing the heartbeat was a surreal experience. Even if this wasn't his baby, Link couldn't help but feel like it was. So I can set up the paternity test if that's still what you want, Addison started, but we won't know the results until next week. 
Okay, Amelia said as Link helped her sit up from the exam chair. I've got to get back to LA tonight, but I can get back next week, or I can get Karina to deliver the results if you'd like. Addison continued. LA? Link asked. Amelia hadn't really filled him in about Addison yet. Yeah, she lives in LA, Amelia said. So why is she our OB? Link asked, so confused. Because I'm also her ex-sister-in-law, and I insisted on being her OB, Addison explained simply. Oh, Link said, satisfied with her answer. A few days later, Amelia called Addison to tell her that she and Link made up. Turns out he was the romantic they thought he was. Eventually, Amelia was close to eight months pregnant and much calmer thanks to Addison's frequent visits. Because of how short her visits usually lasted, Addison helped out whenever they needed her at Grace Sloan, which Richard and Bailey were both too happy about. And then it came to organize Amelia's baby shower, and after some discussion, both Derek and Addison decided to arrange a surprise, and each of them had their own ideas. But they decided instead of picking one or the other, they'd just do both. Amy, Kathleen shouted from across the hall. Kathleen? Amelia immediately recognized her sister's voice, but was confused. But when she turned to see her, she was surprised to see the rest of her sisters as well as her mother. Mom, Amelia exclaimed, feeling her hormones get the better of her. Oh, it's so good to see you, Carolyn said, as they all went in for a hug. Look at this, Derek said, standing a few feet away. The shepherds, together again. Get your butt in here, Liz said, leaving a spot for him to come in. What are you all doing here, Amelia asked as they all started to separate. Amy, Nancy started, you're having a baby, and you're getting close to your due date, so we're here for your baby shower. Baby shower? Amelia asked. What makes you think I had time to plan a baby shower? Plus, I have a surgery. Already taken care of, Derek explained. We'll wait. Carolyn said simply. Five kids, all doctors. Waiting on her children was nothing new for Carolyn. Actually, now that you're here, Amelia looked over at Derek, I need you to take a craniotomy. I'm on it. You guys can wait in the doctor's lounge, Derek said, following Amelia back to the ER. When they got there, they found Jake holding a sleeping Henry, who was sitting on his lap with his head on his chest. Aw, Nancy cooed quietly. Jake just smiled back and gave them a small wave. Don't mind us, we're just waiting for our sister, Kathleen added as they all sat down on the opposite side of the couch. While Henry continued napping, the shepherds talked amongst themselves quietly. Jake couldn't help but overhear their conversation as they talked about their kids and more. Eventually, Henry woke up from his nap, asking for his mom. Mommy? Henry asked softly as he started rubbing the sleep from his eyes. Mommy's busy right now, kiddo, Jake explained as he rubbed his back. I want mommy, Henry said. She'll be back soon, Jake said as he placed him on the couch and grabbed his sippy cup from the bag. He's adorable, Liz commented as Henry rested his head on the couch. Thank you, Jake said, filling Henry's sippy cup with water. When Jake came back to Henry, he happily took the sippy cup and started drinking some water. How was your nap, kiddo? Jake asked. Good? Henry nodded his head up and down as he continued drinking his water. Jake brushed his hair with his fingers, just to straighten it out a bit from his bedhead hair. Even after getting his hair cut, Henry's hair was still pretty long, but it was a look that worked for him and one that Henry seemed to like. After Henry finished his water, Jake started pulling some toys out to see what he'd want to play with. Not long afterward, Henry picked up his caboose, train car, his sketchbook, and some colored pencils. Then he brought it all over to the table and started drawing with his train, sitting at the edge of his sketchbook. How old is he? Carolyn asked, watching him start to draw. Five, Jake answered. Almost six. Oh, that's a great age, Carolyn commented. The room was silent for a while as they watched Henry draw and play with his toy train. I'm sorry, I'm Nancy, by the way. Nancy introduced herself and went on to introduce the rest of the shepherds. Nice to meet you all, Jake said, extending a hand to each of them after each introduction. Jake. Nice to meet you, Jake, Liz said. Then they heard a pair of heels clicking, getting closer and closer, and Henry immediately knew it was his mother. Mommy, Henry yelled and ran out before Addison even got to the room. Hey, Addison said, picking up the five-year-old who was getting a little too big to be carried. 
When Addison walked into the room with Henry on her hip, the shepherds were all surprised to see her. She knew they were all coming, but by the looks of it, Derek didn't tell them about her being here. But Addison didn't really notice it at first. Instead, she directed her attention to Jake first. Did he sleep okay? Addison asked her husband. Like a rock, Jake said, getting up from his chair and leaning in for a quick peck on the lips. Then Addison put Henry down to go back to playing. Hi guys, Addison turned around to see the shepherd woman, just watching her in awe. Addie, what are you doing here? Nancy exclaimed, moving to hug the redhead. Didn't Derek tell you? Addison asked, accepting the hug from her ex-sister-in-law. Nope, Liz answered for her as she too came in for a hug. Then again, when does he ever tell us anything? Good point, Addison laughed, going to hug Kathleen X. It's good to see you, Addison, Carolyn said. It's good to see you too, Carolyn, Addison laughed awkwardly. I see you've met my husband, Addison gathered, and Henry. Yes, we have, Carolyn said. These are Amelia's sisters and her mother, Addison pointed out to Jake. Ah, Jake said, now understanding the connection. Yes, and I didn't know you had a kid, Nancy exclaimed. Nancy was always the shepherd sister she'd been closest with other than Amelia. Yeah, Addison chuckled. Mommy? Henry asked as he got up, holding his sketchbook. Yes, Addison said back sweetly. What do you think? Henry showed off his drawing in his book. It's beautiful, Addison said, touched. Look at It's everybody at home, and there's Auntie Amelia and the baby, Henry pointed out. Yes, I see that, Addison said, now crouched down to his level. Do you think Auntie Amelia is going to like it? Henry asked, his big brown eyes widened as he looked up at Addison. She's going to love it, Jake answered, smiling down at him, and Henry gave him a big smile back. Then Jake's phone started ringing. Hello? Yeah, we'll meet you guys there. Bye, Jake said on the phone. They're waiting for us in the lobby, Jake answered. They're here? Henry asked excitedly. Yep. Addison said, kissing the top of Henry's head. Quickly, Addison gathered Henry's colored pencils and toy train and put them back in his bag. Why don't you guys come with us? Addison turned to the shepherds. We brought some friends from LA to surprise Amelia for a baby shower. That sounds great, Kathleen said as they all followed Jake and Addison. When they reached the lobby, the rest of the seaside doctors and their kids were all waiting for them. Lucas, Henry exclaimed as he started running to him. After the last few years, Lucas had become somewhat of a best friend for him, despite him being about three years older. Thankfully, Lucas saw it almost as if he had a little brother and liked the idea. Hey, be careful, Addison warned, knowing that Henry and Lucas had a habit of being troublemakers together. That goes for you too, mister, Violet called out as the boys went to sit on the couch to start playing with some of Lucas's action figures he brought on the trip. As they started pulling toys out of Lucas's backpack, Mason joined them on the couch. It wasn't long before everyone began introducing themselves as well as their kids who were all over the place. Well, everyone except Rachel, who was a little clingy to her father. Wow, Carolyn commented after they all met everyone. I had no idea Amy had so many friends in LA. Amelia's family, Naomi explained, even if she is in Seattle now. As everyone got acquainted with each other, Addison texted Derek to tell him to get Amelia to the lobby. After that, they would all meet back at Derek and Meredith's place for the party. Addison ordered some great takeout food for everyone while Derek organized the cupcakes, which his kids helped to make. Surprise, everyone said once Amelia got to the lobby. Oh my god, Amelia said with tears in her eyes. What are you guys doing here? You didn't think we'd miss this, did you? Charlotte asked, going in for a hug first. Eventually, Amelia went on to hug everyone individually, two of which congratulated her in one way or another, said how much they missed her in LA. It had been a while since she'd seen any of them in person, other than Jake and Addison, and seeing her LA and Seattle lives start to collide was surreal, and the hormones weren't helping. So, there it is. That is part one of this two-part Grey's Anatomy private practice fanfic. Not again. Some additional notes before I move on. So if you're looking for part two, don't worry. If you're listening to this or reading this on the day it comes out, the next part will be out the next day on my blog, so you won't have to wait for long. 
for this fan fiction, I just had to bring back the private practice cast. I'm still hoping Amelia mentions someone in a future episode of Grey's Anatomy, but it definitely doesn't look like it'll happen anytime soon. Also, I mentioned in the summary that I played around with the timeline a little, but to be fair, the Grey's Anatomy timeline is just kind of all over the place at times. Plus, I made Mark's and probably Lexi's too, now that I think of it, though I didn't really mention her in the story, funeral, happens much later than expected because I wanted Jake and Addison to be engaged already and for Addison to show up wearing that engagement ring on her finger. With Henry being 8 in the current season, aka season 18, I just did the math and figured he was around 5 or 6 years old, so that's where that comes from. Thank you so much for reading or listening, and I will see you next time.